Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Thursday on Locked On Texans, your daily Texans talk and news podcast. I'm John, some sports guy Hickman. Happy to be back with you guys for today's show. Of course, I can't do this show without my boy, Cody Davis. Cody, what's going on, brother? Doing well, man. Doing extremely happy because once again, Nick Casario made another major move on Wednesday. And that is what we're going to start with today. First, we're going to take a look at the Houston Texans reworking Whitney Merciless contract. So we're going to take a look at what does that mean for Whitney Merciless because it appears that his tenure as a Houston Texan is coming towards an end and after that we're going to take a look at the NFL draft once again not on yesterday John and I looked at potential positions that Nick Casario and the Texans could possibly target when they head to the NFL draft however I do want to look at the possibility is it a good idea for the Texans to draft a quarterback this year given the situation that's going on with their current quarterback situation right now. And then we're going to wrap up the show looking back at the disappointing career of Will Fuller as a member of the Houston Texans. But before we get into all that, I do want to remind everyone that today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. So as I mentioned at the top of the show, the Texans have reconstructed the contract of Whitney Merciless. The outside linebacker was set to have a cap hit of $12 million this season. However, with the reconstructed deal, that money has decreased to $8 million, saving them $4 million in the process. And in Merciless' new contract, the Texans can void his final two seasons with the possibility of making him a free agent at the start of next offseason. Now, there are several different ways you can look at this. You can look at this and say, well, Merciless is a guy who always played better when his back was against the wall in the contract season. And maybe Nick Casario was just using this for a little extra boost. But in reality, The new contract that Whitney Merciless now has with this organization is a sign that his time with the Texans organization is coming to an end sooner rather than later. And given all the willing and dealing that Nick Casario has done since taking over the hams as the Texans general manager, I'm starting to get a sense that maybe he might have a trade partner out there for Whitney Merciless. Because when you take a look at the production on the field and take a look at the money that he was going to get paid, I'm pretty sure it is a lot easier to trade Merciless and get something back in return now that he's making just a tad bit more or less money than what he would have made at the start of the 2021 season. I don't know if he will, um, but with the cap hit going down, they may just take that cap hit and release it. There's no reason why he should be a Houston Texan next year. Unless they're not, they're still not comfortable with the young players that they brought in, like a Jordan Jenkins, still have draftee from last year, uh, Jonathan Bernard, an outside linebacker. But the thing is, they're changing everything that they do on this defense. They're switching their front. They're going from a three-four to four-three. So, as an outside linebacker, it really doesn't, to put it simply, it really doesn't help that he didn't have a good year last year. And he's older, he's, he's, his, his playing style is a little outdated for what they want to do. So he may just be gone by the time this season starts, to be completely honest with you. But 
kudos to Casario for creating that. What is it? Five million dollars they have right now. Four million, which is good. That does give them some wiggle room to address certain needs, as we talked about yesterday. What should Houston focus on in the draft? Well, now they may be able to focus on how they can still get better in free agency before the draft gets here. Because at the end of the day, Houston is still in a situation where their draft capital isn't good. So if they have the opportunity to get better with a proven player now, they can. But it's good that Merciless got his deal done. You know, do this team some type of justice after the season you had last year. Uh, I am a player first guy, so I'm, I'm kind of shocked that he gave up some extra money with his future with this team being unsure, right? But Larry Tunsil did it. You know, he reworked his contract. Brandon Cooks reworked his contract. Players across this team reworked their contract because they believe that it'll help them become a better franchise on the field next season. But the thing with Whitney Merciless, why it's so shocking is because I, we don't know if he's going to be around for next year. So you literally just did them a favor, right? And, and I appreciate it. I'm sure the team appreciate it. If you had to grade, or not necessarily grade, but title Nick Casario's offseason, the title would be Unworking the Works of Bill O'Brien. Got from under a lot of those bad contracts. We worked them, which has allowed Houston to improve their cap situation. Uh, you know, as we know, they started off in the negatives. Got all the way up to the green. What was it, around $25 million? You know, an amazing job. And so this was just another... Good move, good decision on both sides. You know, you have to give credit to Whitney Merciless for accepting it, understanding that his time in the league may um, may come to an end soon. A, a source close to the situation did let me know that he is contemplating retirement, that he could retire soon. If it's not this season, then, you know, next season. So you get what you can, you help out the franchise, that help you out in a sense. You never had to, but you did. And, and, and ultimately, overall, just another reason why I hate it. I keep saying it, but Nick Casario has been the man for the job the entire time. Well, if Merciless is still around this coming season, then maybe having him on the verge of free agency next year is going to give him a boost, give him that little extra boost that he need so the Texans no, can don't see. No, 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 no. Don't because come with your optimism. No, it's don't. not optimism because it is proven that we might see that all pro linebacker. We I'm won't. not saying it's going to happen because first and foremost, they got too many linebackers and too many better linebackers on this team for him to have that opportunity. But John, like I keep saying, Every time he's in a contract season, it's the only time he steps up his game. We saw it happen in 2016 when he would when he was named an all-pro linebacker. In 2019, when Merciless was up for an extension, he had one of his best seasons of his career. He finished the 2019 season with seven and a half sacks, 48 tackles, had a PFF overall grade of 65, had a run defensive grade of 65.6, and had a pass rush grade of 60. The man yeah. got his money. 2020, everything went down across the board. He ended the year with only four sacks, 21 total tackles, had a PFF grade. He was by far graded the worst linebacker of all the Texans in 2020. Had an overall grade of 40, had a run defensive grade of 31.9, and had a pass rush grade of 53. Terrible. Yeah, that's why we won't see anything else from him. We, 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 it's, the, the, the defense changed 
moving forward, nothing favors Merciless anymore. He's not going to be able to drop back in coverage. He's never he never really was that good at it. He just made plays, you know. Um, but he's not a, a a hand down in the dirt kind of guy. Uh, Houston will move on from Merciless. I love the optimism, but no, no, what, no, no. I'm not being optimistic here. I'm not being optimistic. All I'm saying is this is the frustration that took place with Merciless. Every time he was up for a contract, he performed. After he got his money, he took a decline. We saw it twice. I'm pretty sure Nick Casario is a smart man, and he's not going to fall for it for a third time. Well, to give you guys a breakdown, Whitney Merciless reconstructed contract that created $4 million in salary cap space in 2021. He is set to become a free agent in 2022 with an ad of votable years in 2022 and 2023. The $10.5 million in 2021 that he was due is now turned into a $6 million signing bonus uh, rather than the 10.5, like I just mentioned. And it will be spread out over the course of 34 to 35 weeks under the CBA rules. So a win-win situation for Merciless. He still gets paid, and the Houston Texans get some more money on their books that they can use in other places or uh, the designated money that they need for those free agents that they sign throughout the free agency period. With every increasing number of makes like Fiat, Kia, and models like Pacifica and XT5, it is now impossible to stock all of your parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidated questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing only the brand his warehouse happens to carry? Come on, guys, we can do better than that. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at your home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your car is to save money that you can use for other important things like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? For example, the Delphi FG1456 fuel pump assembly for a 2005 through 2010 Honda Odyssey cost 353 99 at advance a big chain store but it only costs 216.79 at rockauto.com chain stores have a different price tiering for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers rockauto.com prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices available rather than the changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do rockauto.com is for everybody and it does not require a membership or account login go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how do you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com with march madness going on of course bill Barr and the locked on team we have our own version of March Madness, Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup is Mint Brownie versus Coconut Puff. I got to roll with Mint Brownie on this one, even though I don't know, man. I mean, I, I'm not a big fan of coconut at all. Like I said yesterday, Coconut Puff, I tried it, wasn't a huge fan of it. However, the Mint Brownie was slightly better, but I got to go with chocolate over coconut any day of the week. Go to BuiltBar.com to vote or to at underscore Built on Twitter. Remember to use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order. 
That's LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order at BillBar.com. Check back to see who's won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. Moving along here on Locked On Texans, yesterday John and I talked about what positions the Texans should target as we head closer to the draft. And we came to a mutual decision that regardless of what they do in this year's draft, that first pick should be used on a defensive back. Rather that be targeting the corner or getting a safety, a safety, by the way, who can play that nickel position to say the least. And then when you look beyond the Texans secondary, we also had a discussion on what other positions should the Texans look at. John, you mentioned how you felt that it might have been in the Texans' best interest to draft a wide receiver. I, on the other hand, looked at the possibility of the Texans staying on the defensive side of the ball and drafting a guy who can help their defensive line. However, what might have got lost in that conversation is the Texans quarterback situation, because even though it's sad to say the least how far we have fallen in what six to eight months the Texans are in need for some type of solution at quarterback Deshaun Watson given everything that's going on with him he's about 95 percent done playing for this organization you take a look at Tyrod Taylor I say this here a lot on this show unless this guy get us to the Super Bowl or at least the AFC championship game Taylor is not the long-term answer for this organization moving forward. And he is nothing but a bridge quarterback to take the Texans out of the Deshaun Watson era into the next quarterback who the organization feel comfortable to hand in their keys over as their next franchise quarterback. So with that being said, and with the draft coming up, ladies and gentlemen, and John, I'm not totally against it, but given the Texans quarterback situation, I would not mind if they go out on the limb and draft a quarterback. And of course, the possibility of them using one of their eight draft picks on a quarterback would depend on one of three factors. First and foremost, if they could find a trade partner for Watson ahead of the draft, especially if you move him to Miami or Philadelphia, there is no need to draft a quarterback because I'm pretty sure in that trade package, you're going to get a Jalen Hurst or a Tua Tunga Viola back in that deal. And if they did not find a trade for Deshaun Watson as we head closer to the draft or during the draft, I might add, then you're looking at the possibility of which quarterback might still be on the board by the time the Texans make their selection. And of course, by far, they're going to miss out on guys like Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields and Zach Wilson. Of course, they're going to miss out on those guys, but they still might have some talented quarterbacks on the board by the time the Texans get to their pick in the third round. And two, and most importantly, because they're a pick and starting in the third round, whoever they draft, especially if they go that route and focus on the quarterback, that prospect would be a project, which would be the perfect opportunity for them to draft a guy, give them a year to learn the game of football on the NFL level. You get to pair them with their new quarterback coach in Pep Hamilton which would give them a better option next season when you look at a guy who's going to be taking the hounds at the Texans' new starting quarterback after they move on from Tyrod Taylor. No, I don't believe they should to look to draft a quarterback in this year's draft. Uh, you have Tyrod Taylor right now under contract. You have Ryan Finley under contract. The quarterback situation for Houston is pretty funny. It's odd because this would have been the perfect year for that extension to kick off for Deshaun. New GM, new coach, the new GM comes in and rebuilds his team from top to bottom. 
this team will be, you know, very competitive if you were just placed right into it. But we don't know what's going to happen with that. We all have our own speculation. So if Deshaun Watson is not going to be a quarterback for this year, and you bring in guys like Tyron Taylor and Ryan Finley for one year, that means that you're setting yourself up to have an opportunity to get maybe the top three quarterbacks from next year's draft, whoever they may be uh, coming out of college. And, and so you stick with that. You stick with it because no quarterback that you're going to draft this late is going to you know, do anything for your roster at all, right? It's rare that you get a Tom Brady in a sixth round. It's so rare, it never happens. It happened once, and then 20 years later, we've never gotten that out of the six, seven round pick, right? Um, and so you stay with what you have. If you need to make an upgrade at quarterback or you want to bring another quarterback in, then you do that with guys that have already taken snaps in the NFL. But to get a quarterback that late, I don't see how that would benefit Houston, um, especially because you can still – like if you don't take a quarterback with your first two picks between three and four or three and five, I know one of those picks are gone now. I think they still have two, one fourth round pick. So between the third and fourth round, if you don't take a quarterback that's available on a roster, on, I mean, on the board at that time, then you just move forward. But you wouldn't take that if you still need help at secondary, right? I mean, that's what we talked about yesterday. You wouldn't take a quarterback if you need help, if you feel like you still need to get better on your defensive front. You wouldn't address the quarterback situation when you still need to worry about other positions on your team that I think are a higher priority for your team simply because it doesn't matter who your quarterback is going to be this year if it's not Deshaun Watson. You're still going to be in limbo a little bit. What our future is going to be like for next season, what our current situation is like right now without Deshaun Watson. So you just focus for the future. You give your scouting department and I'm sure they've, they've already been on it, but you give that team an entire year to prepare for next year's draft to scout quarterbacks that are coming out. You don't really focus on a quarterback right now. Uh, that's just my opinion. Uh, that may sound, that may sound like I'm, I'm, I'm being complacent, but what's the ceiling for this team? That, that would be the question. Do you believe this team with Tyrod Taylor at quarterback with the additions that, the Colts made with Carson Wentz. Uh, Trevor Lawrence will be presumably going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And we know how the Tennessee Titans with Derrick Henry, how they can, you know, really literally run the division. So after just winning this past season. So what's your ceiling for this Houston Texas team? Do you believe they can compete? Well, if you really believe they can compete and if a quarterback is available that can help your chances at in the third round, then you take them. Or are you expecting this team to have growing pains, win five to seven games, uh, position themselves for next year's draft to, to set themselves up to get a top three quarterback, depending on where they land in the draft? But they get their first round draft pick next year. Um, I'm, I'm going with keep the ceiling at five to seven games. See what you have out of this team. See who you can keep around. Position yourself for next year's draft. If you want to go get another quarterback, if Tyrod Taylor, Ryan Finley, and I don't believe Ryan Finley will work out, but if neither one of those guys are working out, you, you look in the, in, the, in the free agent pool, maybe you bring back A.J. McCarron, 
You look around the rest of the league to see who's available. But other than that, I mean, there's nothing else that I would say outside of don't worry about a quarterback this year in the draft. Now, if you want to get one in the seventh round, sixth or seventh round, I guess go ahead. Still give yourself some depth at that position. We, this is the same organization that had about four or five quarterbacks play one year. I don't know if you guys remember that. With, uh, was that Ryan Fitzpatrick, Ryan Hoyer? So, but it's not a priority to, to, to look at, in my opinion. Whether it's a secondary player, wide receiver, uh, whoever Houston takes on that first pick on day two, third round, you know, I'm just hoping that that player can come in and add a boost to this organization. And they, and they lost players that would have been those type of boosts for this team. Like Will Fuller, right? He's in Miami now. Kudos to him. He is a Miami Dolphin with Tua Tagovailoa. So we will see how he will help that offense with Devontae Parker. Uh, but, you know, his time in Houston, Cody, you may have called it disappointing. And as a first-round draft pick, maybe it was. Uh, but he gave us some moments. But we will discuss Will Fuller coming up soon. What does it mean that he is no longer a Houston Texan? Bet online, the fastest, easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are all in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all of the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Don't forget to use promo code LOCKEDON. By the way, Greg Grissom replaced Jamie Roots as team president. I thought that was some information that you guys definitely definitely need to know. Your Houston Texan um, team is making smart decisions. Ask yourself, when was the last time we had any Jack Easterby talk? He's been staying at least either he's staying out of the way or the things he's doing has been overshadowed by the positive of Nick Casario and his job and the negative of the Deshaun Watson situation, I believe he's just kind of staying away right now. He's allowing football guys to do football things, which was probably something that was discussed before Casario got to town. Hey, listen, I've, I've known you in New England. Whatever it is you were doing here in Houston, you never did back home. Like, you, they got you acting different out here, buddy. But let me tell you what. I'm going to come over here, and I, and I think y'all are cool. I'm going to sign on a contract to come work with y'all. But all that new stuff y'all was, was doing with these boys over here, stay out of my way, man. And, you know, in the last three months, going on April now, we really have not heard about Jack Easterby. The last time we talked about Jack Easterby, it was still because of things that were happening before the discussions we were having. In recent months, can't think of anything. Can't think of anything at all. So kudos and shout out to Greg Grissom uh, replacing Jamie Roots. So there it is. Will Fuller, everybody. Let's talk about Will Fuller. Cody, what we got on Will Fuller? <laughs> and, you know, to wrap up the show today, I just want to take a moment just to reflect on the career of Will Fuller during his five-year stint here with the Houston Texans. Now, John, you kind of called me out on it before we went to break. You 
because I called his time disappointing. And maybe disappointing isn't the right way to go because at the end of the day, Will Fuller did provide the Texans with some great moments. There were times where he stepped up a lot. I, I think we can all agree our favorite Will Fuller game was in 2019 when he just erupted for over 200 and something yards in that blowout victory over the Atlanta Falcons. And he was by far during his time here, the second best receiver on this team. However, I personally feel we never got the best version of Will Fuller. Because every time it seemed like he was starting to reach that next level that we knew he could reach, he gets hurt. And this past season, he gets suspended for PEDs. And it seems like every time, and it always seemed like his timing, and even though that wasn't his fault, especially the injuries, even though the injuries was not his fault, it always seems like they used to come at the worst time i.e. you go back and take a look at the 2018 season in the midst of the Texans riding possibly if not if I'm not mistaken their longest winning streak in franchise history towards the end of that winning streak what happened to Will Fuller he goes down with a torn ACL injury ironically in the game against the Miami Dolphins when you look back at the 2019 season every time it seemed like the Texans were going to hit that strive and go on another winning streak he gets hurt with a hamstring injury. And then this past season, yes, we know how terrible the 2020 season started off with them going 0-4. But there was a slight moment, especially when the NFL was considering expanding the playoff picture due to possible games lost due to COVID issues. There was a slight moment where about the beginning of the second half of the season, it seems like the Texans were starting to find their strive. Will Fuller has another terrific game on Thanksgiving in Detroit against the Lions, another blowout victory. We like, okay, the offense is starting to click. Everything is starting to look good. That Monday, he gets suspended for the rest of the season for PEDU. So when I look back on Will Fuller's career here in Houston, to me, he will always remind me of the guy that held the Texans back from reaching that next level. One thing I will disagree with is we did see the best version of Will Fuller. We saw last year. We saw last year. Will Fuller just never stayed healthy. He finally stayed healthy. Boom, PD hit, right? But that was clearly the best version of Will Fuller. Before that week of him getting suspended, he was top five in receiving yards. So we can say whatever we want about Will Fuller, right? His, about his time here in Houston, the highs and lows. Uh, and I was at that game where he torched. Who was it? Was it Atlanta he torched? Atlanta. Like and something. I mean, he went crazy on Atlanta. I was at that game, and I was just like, wow, imagine if we got this. And that was still with DeAndre Hopkins. Imagine if we would have got that 10 times out of the 16, 17 weeks in the NFL. Like, that would have been big. However... However, it's just, it was disappointing because of injuries and staying on the field. So, yes, but we did see the best version of Will Fuller. We just never saw it throughout the course of an entire year. That's all. That's all. And I'm happy for him in Miami. He's going to go play with a second-year quarterback that's going to need a downfield threat. Devontae Parker is really good at just moving the chains. Devontae Parker is actually a beast. I mean, he can do whatever you want him on the field, but – Will Fuller, we know, is one of those deep threat go-getter guys. So I'm happy for him. And Tua can go launch it. But do I wish we would have gotten more from Fuller? Yeah, but we didn't really get more from the 
Fuller, Watson, Hopkins, Aaron. We really didn't get much at all. So we got one first round win, and then you have a collapse against Kansas City. I agree, but once again, that statement that you just made, we really didn't get much in the Watson, Fuller, Hopkins era. Fuller is part of the reason why we did not get too much in that era. And John, I always go back and I think, and and once again, injuries is not his fault. It's not his fault. He cannot stay healthy. But I go back and I take a look at those years that he spent lining up alongside DeAndre Hopkins. There's no reason in hell the Texans could not have two receivers who recorded over 1,000 yards. They would have gotten that if Will Fuller would have stayed healthy, 2018 and 2019. But to me, once again, it's just another reminder of a missed opportunity that regardless if it's the Texans, the Rockets, or the Astros, they have a lot of them. And with that being said, that concludes another installment of Locked On Texans, the daily podcast covering your favorite football team in the Houston Texans every single day. As always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. I'm John, some sports guy Hickman. Follow me on Twitter at some sports guy. Follow the Locked On Texans Twitter page at Locked On Texans. And like us on Facebook. Tomorrow, guys, where we join again. Peace. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.